Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louis and Preston. My name is Louis. My name is Preston. We're reporting once again. Live from the Trap House. How are you doing today, Preston? Pretty damn good. Been a good day. Got us had coffee. All good things. How are you doing, Louie? I'm doing good, Preston. Thank you for asking. But I will say, I went to the dentist yesterday, and the dentist is the biggest scam in the fucking world. I haven't been to a dentist in like three years. Smart. Smart man. I've never had a cavity before in my life. I'll be fine. Don't jinx it, though. They always tell me the same shit at the dentist. They always tell me that you need your gums more. are bleeding when we're flossing, so yeah. you must not be flossing. Do you not floss, though? I floss some. I don't floss but, at all. But what they do, they floss so goddamn they hard, really do. they're However, trying to draw blood. No, it's, it's supposed to be that if you do floss properly, like every day, it'll kind of push your gums into a certain like place basically so when they're going in they're just kind of doing it the way that you're supposed to it's just that your gums aren't used to it no you're wrong you don't understand what i'm saying preston they fucking they're doctors jam they're con artists they floss so goddamn hard you know what they floss harder than you are supposed to floss that they're kind of they're kind of in the same area as like the eye doctor where it's like i've had a dentist try to sell me braces and i've definitely had people at the eye doctor like try to upsell me different glasses and shit uh the we can give you the transition lenses or whatever the fuck i don't need it give me give me just i need them to drive just give me some regular fucking glasses yeah yeah and if you're if you're a medical profession and you're trying to sell stuff to people your intentions aren't like right but that's always what they transition into they always use my bleeding gums that they've created as a scapegoat to be like, you should get braces or Invisalign. Really? They say that like every time. Your teeth, dude. And they're kind of crooked you down know what's there. fucked up? But they're telling me that every time that I should get those, and every time I'm just like, mm, no, mm. no, thank you. I and, said no to braces. They said I have a little bit of overcrowding in the bottom of my mouth. Guess what? In other fucking countries, they don't get braces. They don't do shit. They don't do shit about that because it doesn't matter. It's cosmetic, and it's just another one of those American things where it's like people give a fuck about how people look. My grandma has like really has really bad sinus issues, and she had to have surgery on her nose. And while she was having surgery on her nose, the doctor was like, "You know, I could while while you're under, I could like fix up your nose a little bit." It's a little bulbous, like, around the front. And, like, it is. Like, yes, yeah, she has a little bit, like, of a larger front uh-huh. of her nose. But it's her nose. She's a twin. Her sister passed away. She's like, this is my sister's nose. Like, I like my nose. She's, like, trying to be sold plastic surgery by this fucking nose doctor. Isn't that Just crazy? whack. All right. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to get political this week, folks. I don't think we're going to say anything. I don't think it's going to be anything entirely like out of pocket like i think we're both grown ass adults we're based. have our own we're opinion very based. on shit but i'm gonna start off with the jewel shit so i'm using ride the news instagram account so that have, to me and i'll put it on the... they have a whole timeline about how basically the rise and fall of jewel if you all are a little bit younger you might not even know about jewels they've had e-cigarettes for decades now Mm -hmm. and jewel was created in 2015 wow not even that long ago not long ago at all 
and in 2017, Jewel became its own, like, independent company. It got out of, like, its parent company. Yeah. And in 2018, quote, a Jewel craze sweeps the nation. Morgan Stanley credits Jewel with single-handedly reviving the e-cigarette market. And Jewel reaches 72% of the market share, yep. up from 31%. The Dude. previous year. So they just blew the fuck the up. The fact that there's one point in time where Jewel controlled like 75% of the vape market is insane. That's a fucking monopoly. In April of 2018, the FDA said that they're going to investigate Jewel. Yeah. In November, Jewel made the decision to take away a lot of the fruity flavors. Yeah, the kitty flavors. That had made, not all of them, some of them. I know. This was when they were doing no, it but voluntarily. No, when I was talking about it with my friend who vapes last night, they were saying that once they got rid of, like, a mango flavor and some other flavor that they had, a lot of people stopped smoking them. So that's something that I actually didn't even know, that they pulled the mango pods and some of the other creme brulee, yeah. cool cucumber, a bunch of bullshit like that. In 2018, so they they start to strip back. But when it really got fucked up, 2020 is when they did like the actual like ban. Yeah. On like nicotine products, the federal age limit becomes 21 instead of 18. Mm -hmm. But that's also when all of the fruity flavors disappeared. Like the mint pods Mm -hmm. were gone. Motherfuckers love the mint pods. They still have some jewels at the stem grip. Well, you think they, I could go buy some and like upsell them? You definitely like, could. A couple of years from now. Here's the interesting thing in this timeline, because like I said, they were jewel was effectively fucked up. Yeah. By 2020, you know what I'm saying. the The craze has already died down since 2018. 2018 was when they were kind of at their peak, and like Preston just said. People are smoking other shit, and they have been smoking other shit for years. For a long they time, because even before that, like, vapes came out, and it was vape mods, and, like, big carts and batteries and shit. And I was also talking to this person last night about how that's fucked up, because if, yes, vapes can be effective to stop smoking. People have had really great success using vapes to stop smoking and work their way down. But it's and, starting And you get smoke. to a certain point where you're just smoking for the flavor and for, like, smoking... Uh-huh. And there's no nicotine in there. That is why those mods can be good because you can lower it. But a lot of people end up going from chain smoking to, okay, I'm going to vape to stop smoking. And then they'll just keep increasing the nicotine amount to where you could take a puff. And it's like smoking five cigarettes yeah, worth of nicotine. Yeah. It's the, funny because I've mods, never felt anything off of really high nicotine carts. Those mods... Are still legal. I know. The, and that the, shit's more intense than Juul, and there's other brands out there that's what I was that trying have to say. flavors. But they just don't want it to be appealing to kids or the younger generation. But it's still going to be appealing Yeah, it's still going to be around. It's still like the fruity flavors, because Views and Enjoy, I don't know if you've seen those around, mm-hmm. but those are pretty similar to Juul's, where I know they have like pods and shit. And disposable the, cards the, the disposables and, shit are, has become such a trend it's really interesting it it's been huge the disposables have for my been age group that so is much more popular than like like people jewel. smoke that how people used to smoke cigarettes where it's like if you look back not that long ago you could smoke inside a restaurant you and before that you go to the 50s 
your doctor is smoking in the hospital. Uh-huh. Like, it was sold to housewives as, here's a way to stay skinny, smoke Marlboros. Like, it's insane that society went from that to now we it's are fully thing. aware of how bad that shit is and have regulated it so much to where it's no longer a trend. And it's ridiculous for them to say, Jewel, Jewel's the one. We're going to stop Jewel and we're going to solve this issue. How about you just set regulations and, like, standardize the nicotine amount that's able to go in that shit? That is exactly where I was taking. The government is a dollar late and a day short. Mm -hmm. Once again, no one is smoking jewels anymore anyways. This is effectively a pointless fucking thing to do. What really gets me is that it's the people whose job it is to set rules, regulation, and, like, policy on things and instead they they like to just pick a target and someone to blame as most organizations they do. use a straw man they take exactly. they take a straw man and then they attack it and now what's fucked up about this they can be like we care about the nicotine ep- epidemic that's been sweeping this country they You're can like, pretend really, that they care it's always been performative politics always when you look back at like the the like 1800s in America too, it, it, politics already was at that state of like we're gonna make caricatures of our enemies and dehumanize them, yeah, and make like fun of them and call them names. And it's so sad that like over 200 some years, we have not been able to really progress like past that. There's no such thing as progress in in a government where like everything is performative. Nothing will ever get done. Nothing ever positive is going to come from it. Because everything the government does is performative, there is nothing positive that will ever happen. Damn. And and we look at the Supreme Court decision mm-hmm. that just happened today that we all just woke up to about Roe v. Wade being overturned. What's the point of the Supreme Court even at all I if think it can just be fucking overturned, if if the politics if of you the can Supreme just make Court a decision can change at some point in time, and, and they, they can just say fuck like, it, fuck this, yeah, they can just retract it, and it's the same thing we see with presidents. Honestly, I'm surprised every four years, true. When when I'm the party switches, Court doesn't do that more though. But that's also because they have like lifelong term, which is insane. That's exactly the difference because presidents change parties every. For to eight years, like when Obama was in, he was doing all of this, you know, pseudo progressive shit yeah, with laws liberal, and stuff. Real liberal. And Trump was able to come in and just gut everything, mm-hmm. gut affordable health care, gut it's, you know immigration protection. The things. main reason is also that there was no checks and balances in place at that time. If you look at it, there has never been checks and balances. Biden just it's, came it's in. It's more so that the, the Dems like to have this portray the illusion of it, where they're like, "Oh no, there are too many Republicans. I can't do anything." Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, it's bro, put on your big boy pants. They come in and wreck this shit every four fucking years. So why don't you do something while you have the chance? And, and it's it shows the difference between those who care about money and those who care about substantial change. A lot of what they do. We look at Biden. What has Biden done since he's been in office? Just reverse, same shit, bro. Reverse Trump policies. Ish. Some Trump policies. Not all, Few. but some. Yeah. 
It's nuts. The rules are literally controlled by whatever party is in power. And because of that, there are no checks and balances. Because everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. All the progress... There's no fucking standard. All the progress that we thought that we were accomplishing is just non-existent. Because with a pin stroke from the politicians, they can just overturn it. Mm -hmm. And that's why... I think that we shouldn't even have a government because the government is doing nothing to protect us. The amount of times that I'll just be kind of having a moment by myself of clarity and I'm just like, God damn it. Why are we choosing to do all of this? This is the most overcomplicated bullshit scenario we could have created for ourselves. We're destroying our planet and nobody's even enjoying it. You know? Yeah, it's not even like we're having a big fucking. It's party. not even like, it's not like we're, we're really enjoying it. growing as a society. Because if you look at us now versus us when we were like establishing civilizations, all the politicians have always been corrupt, always. All the kings were sadistic and incestuous and like batshit crazy, and they're still fucking batshit crazy. And we still put them in charge for some reason. Put them in charge. As if they haven't always had the ability to decide on who's in charge anyway. Yeah, as if they're not elites with money that can afford to no have these big... No more but class war, Louis. No more but class war. I, I mean, how often do you really see, like, grassroots politician shit like that? Never. All of them are funded by either their own fortunes or other people's And the ones who people's are actually grassroots have no fucking chance. Because it is a monopoly. It is a monopoly on the two-party system, two-party, quote-unquote, that we've created. And it's just insane because it's it's just like anything else under capitalism where it's like, great, we have the illusion of choice. I feel so much better that I think I even actually get to decide what's happening. Illusion of choice, 100%. Because some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like... And like I said, society's always been like this. Some people are going to be like, but I'm a Democrat. I don't support uh, the abortion rights. But the thing about it... Do your, do the people you voted for, though? No. Democrats and Republicans are equally responsible mm-hmm. for this... The condition of our this, entire society. And this way that they're stripping our human rights from us. Mm-hmm. So, I, I swear to God, Biden can do something about this. They, they could expand the Supreme Court, but all that would do would be just... I think that's kind of reasonable. I also think there should be term limits for the Supreme Court. And, you know, he can, as the president, present a, a like, motion of, we're not doing this, we're not regressing like this. this because, is... yes, there are certain things that make sense. Okay, leave it up to the states. Human rights. But, <laughs> as, as a nation, you should have this idea, these fundamentals... But we haven't changed them. We only look at this shit that was written 200 years ago. Where it's like, well, our forefathers said we need guns, so we've always had guns. You've always had the right to guns. Even in places where they have, like, progressive gun laws, you can still use a gun. Have a gun. That that is a fundamental right in this country. But guess what? Choice over what happens to your own body? Nah, just like the forefathers, we get to control the women. There are more rights. And the minorities. There are more rights given to guns than to women. Because you can openly carry yep. guns at a lot of places. But if you and try you see to, stories about that all the time. My thing is, there's protections on shit like that, and like on companies, but there are people who stand out 
side of abortion clinics where somebody's going to have surgery and an emotionally mm-hmm. traumatic experience possibly and you are standing there harassing them. Yeah. Recently at work, somebody was wearing a pro rotem. Somebody said something about how they shouldn't wear it because at another location, a customer saw something similarly and got mad and has been calling headquarters, harassing upper management about it. And so this this like manager was saying they didn't want us to wear it because it was like a hot topic. Yeah. And that it made some people uncomfortable, which is bullshit. You should not give in to those people. You should not say, well, this, this person's harassing the company and is being like weird. How about you fucking block their number because they are harassing you and have the right to do that? You don't have to listen to those people, but you're choosing to. The systems of oppression in this country all work together. We are all slaves to the corporations, and because the government is a proxy of the corporations, we're equally a slave to I them. mean, if you look at it, dude, yes, you have the choice to, to like live your life how you want to live it, but only to a limited capacity. You still have to work a job and serve the machine yeah. just to live a life in between doing your job serving the capitalist society that you yeah, might the, fucking despise. The very, very rich people and at the top. the shadow people, literally. And, like, you're the one running this shit. You have control. As a part of the machine, if you don't do what it wants, you will stop the machine. Like, work together. Collectively bargain. Make shit happen. You have the power. And, like... There, there's some far-right people who are like, yeah, if you don't agree with the government, like, and yes, this is one of the founding ideals of our democracy. If you don't agree with people in power, you should be able to take them out of power. Like, you, the people, maybe should, should be able to take them out of office. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. But there's also a way to do that without, like, storming the Capitol again, you know? I think it's possible to through collective bargaining and saying, we're not doing this shit anymore until something changes. Because money is the language they speak, so why not fucking use it? Absolutely. If you don't work, they don't make money. Simple as that. Collective bargaining is probably the most powerful tool that we have, and that's why I appreciate you having this union perspective. I I hope, it makes me so glad to know that because we've started and really got going so fast that we've inspired people locally to go and form their own. I union. hope so. I really hope we so. We have. There's a, a brewery that's doing it. That's awesome. And it's, it is amazing. And hopefully once we have our union, we're the largest local coffee brand. Hopefully that will cause an effect in Louisville to change our standards for how like people are fucking treated. Uh-huh. Like this is the, your job. So what if it's like, well, why don't you get another one if you don't like it? Maybe I like it, but I know it could be better, dude. Yeah. Maybe I want things to actually change for people in general, not just me. Maybe we shouldn't just want the worst for ourselves. Maybe we shouldn't just take what they give us because mm-hmm. that's a lot of people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. The Democrats that are like, why I don't saw you just some vote? thing the other day on Instagram where it's like a video of someone who's been at Burger King for like 25 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they got a gift basket from the company. You know what they should give them? A fucking raise. They had 25 years of perfect attendance. They said, all right, here's a gift basket with some company merch and, and like, candy. It's disrespectful. It's like when they, exactly, it's like when they offer you a fucking pizza party. 
I'm not a fucking child. Give me money. You know how much fucking shit we had to sell in fundraisers to even get that pizza party? You know how much money we made them? Stop. That's exactly what it is. Stop giving us pizza. Fucking, I, I work in a tip culture. Just put the money that you'd be using to buy that pizza in the tip basket and let us all split it. If I want to get pizza, uh, I'll do that on my own. Thank you. Exactly. It's an equivalent, and that's why. And it's it's, it's a all about the illusion because too. if they just it gave you, if they just said, "Here's two hundred dollars that we would have spent on the pizza party," you'd be like, "That's fucking hardly nothing. That's fucking hardly it is. nothing." Instead, a raise that equates to a better quality of life over the course of time. Like, wow, amazing! And who who knew it could be done? I like the idea of like opening a business eventually. And in the least capitalistic way of, like, I just want to be the chillest boss in the world. I don't even want to be your boss. That would be what my mug says. I don't want to be your boss. Just like we were saying, who the fuck needs a government? Let that shit be a collective. If I want to form a society with my peers, let me do that. But otherwise, let's stop tearing up the earth and just fucking let it be natural and all go live in the woods. I do not want to camp in the woods. But I see what you're saying. We should. Just... I mean, if if you're not that person though, then you would meet other people who aren't like that and would just want to form a little town. Where are you on like the state of nature debate? Like, do you think that if there was I think anarchy, ev- that it would just be like anarchy, like people think? Or do you think we would still find a way to coexist? Because we still human all, civilization. We still there all there was chaos, but we're also social beings. We will form societies uh-huh. without government and without this overall overwhelming idea of order is sustained by the man and his army. Yeah. Like, fuck the man. And yes, there would probably be bad people out there in the world. And yeah, there'd probably be like bandits and people who want to rob you. And, like, take your shit because they aren't going to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. But I'd much rather have that, honestly, than have corporations controlling every aspect of my life and stealing from me and from my face. I'd rather be able to fight back against the guy who's trying to take shit from me one-on-one versus dealing with this shit every fucking day. Yeah. I want to talk shit about Democrats for a second. Do it. Because... Obama had Obama it. had so much time. Obama had so many chances oh to God. make the Supreme Court skewed. Can you imagine being president Democrat. for that long and not really doing that much? Eight years is a long time. Eight years is a long ass time. I'm not. He even, got gray in eight years, dude. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Trump did more than Obama. Obviously, not not in for a the good better, way, but yes, but you're right. But for the horrible things he wanted to do, he accomplished. He really set a his lot mind to it. it. That's for sure. As he did as have Obama, a lot of help. Obama, the excuse is you know the uh, Republicans. I mean, yes, the they did do everything in their power to stop anything that he wanted to do. There were definitely some good things Obama wanted to do and tried to do that just got gummed up by like Mitch McConnell specifically and gutted by the next administration. Mm-hmm. Which it's is sad. It's so sad because that was honestly one of the best presidents we've had, like historically. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. No, no, no. The the system's just so pointless. It is. It is. It's. I'm. I'm tired of it. I'm, I wanna like. That's why I want to start a commune, at some point in my life. Like I. I. That's. That's all I really need to just be able to sell some stuff from my farm and like be off the grid. I don't want to have to 
like, yes, this shit will still be here, but at least I won't have to deal with it every day. I hate that the casual take is just vote. Fuck that. It that doesn't do anything that hasn't, hasn't worked been in our entire history. Besides the electoral college making it so our vote doesn't Which actually should be abolished. Just the fact that we've been voting this entire time, and the fact is that a majority of Americans uh, do don't have, oppose right. Roe v. Wade, right. yet still and we're so in many this times dysphoria. It's like that no matter what the issue is. Like, if you just look at gun control, even people who own guns are in favor of common sense gun laws. Yeah. It's just these psychos who are like... They take it to the extreme. They do. And it is... It's, and, and it's, it's rhetoric. It's what they do to distract people anyway. Is they'll say... Well, it's it's like recently I heard on uh, NPR or something. And they were talking about how recently in Europe, some, some country, they determined that they were going to allow burkinis. Where it's like... It's, it's the yeah. Muslim swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And the far right in the that country... And in those countries, we'll take, because they're so staunchly anti-immigrant, uh-huh. well, or at least anti-not-white immigrant, Yeah, is that, well, this is just the first step, because next thing you know, they'll be trying to, like, pray in the pool and bathe in the pool, and, like, they just want to be able to fucking swim and be modest. What the fuck? If, if it was somebody saying, women shouldn't be allowed to wear bikinis, they're like, shut the fuck up, you're restricting women's rights. But they're like, well, they shouldn't be allowed to cover themselves up like that. That's, even though it's literally for their religion, and like, they should just be able to do normal shit and still be within their religion. Uh-huh. Like, it's amazing that we're able to make a swimsuit that's not going to make you melt your ass off. You should let them enjoy that. Because otherwise, they w- it, religiously... They would only be able to swim with, like, only their husband. They use shit like that just to rile up their audience, and it's all rhetoric, and it's all It is cap. all rhetoric. Any final thoughts? Voting doesn't work. Yeah. The government should be abolished. Yeah. And well, well, let's just all form communal tribes and live out the rest of our days in peace. Okay. I like that. Musical intermission. This will be a good way to cool down. <laughs> yeah? Because I was too hot there. I'm hot! I've admired many cities through the windows of hotels And from the window of a plane, I've seen the window of a cell The plane started to fly, the rain started to fail That's LaGuardia and Rikers, the airport next to a jail I took a picture, looked like my window was crying Cause it was sad that all they saw every day was somebody flying And they was trapped, this shit is whack But it was crack hung on my wall like a plaque You just listened to On Phonim by Lupe Fiasco So... I'm very excited to bring this to the table. I'm Lupe's excited that you've like, one of brought this favorite. to me because I've never listened to any of their music, really. Yeah, one of my favorite artists ever. Finally, bring it on the show to show Preston. I mean, that's really what it is. I like. That's why we showing, have a musical intermission. I like showing Preston uh, some of the music I like. That's, and, you that's know, one of the, the basis way around, of obviously. our friendship. Honestly, I'm just chilling and listening to music. But yeah, this song literally came out last night. At what time? At midnight. At midnight. I just had like this trip of an experience just listening to it. And that was the last track. And I just thought to myself, this, I gotta bring this on the podcast. That's the last track? That's the last track. Yo. Really because of the subject matter. Like I had to bring this This works for this episode too. Because this is literally stuff that we've been talking about with like rappers and artists dying so much mm-hmm. and, and just politically what he's on like, like I, I get it 
like that line what's the difference between a life insurance policy and a posthumous album mm-hmm. haven't we literally said literally. that haven't we said that maybe not word for word i mean but we've basically but, said if it's going to the family then it's then it's good but, but a lot of the times it'll otherwise be used just as a money grab but did you hear the punchline spotify yeah that's the difference there's a third party with their hands in the profit mm-hmm. for the family. Yeah, you that's that's saying? good too. Cause I I honestly we've talked we about use that this too. as a medium to rant, but I also understand yeah. that if you are gonna talk about something, really talk about it. Don't just sort of say, oh yeah, this thing about posthumous albums sucks. Say who the fuck the problem is, then call them out. That's that's, that's what I found really impressive about that line. That's the thing. He kind of called out himself. But right, yeah, that he, is on Spotify. He, that he song didn't. is on Spotify. But that's yeah. that's what you got to do as an artist. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it too. But then I kind of started walking it back, and I was like, "Well, is that really that difference from a life insurance policy? Because doesn't life insurance like people benefit yeah. from it? But they don't benefit in paying it out. They get their profits by the it's people like paying for it." They don't actually make money, you know, paying out the life insurance. Obviously, they'd probably never want to do that because they would just keep collecting money forever. You know true. what I'm saying? Very true. So it is different. Spotify is profiting off, off of, of someone's life insurance policy almost. Off of black debt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super fucked up. And That's wild. That's what I love about Lupe so much. That's really, he, that's insightful. He spits some real ass fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to get on here and say, I don't like what rappers talk about. I don't like the, you know. Everybody's got something to say. It's their own perspective. But that's why he's saying, like, I wish that you were lying. If the music was cat, a lot of people, like, locked up for the shit that they really do, that their music is really about. And he acknowledges how fucked up it is that just the world is so fucked up mm-hmm. that he wishes that rappers perspectives were disingenuous yeah but this not. shit wasn't happening what about the start of the song where all he says was rappers die too much that's it that's the verse that's all i gotta say that's basically what he is saying at that point that here that, here's what yeah. i gotta tell you and it's a good point to make silent reflection that's what he calls it mm. but he really makes you like process like what he's saying it makes you wonder where is he going to take this Mm -hmm. you know it's a really intense way to start out the last song on the album yeah very interesting creative choice wise like that's a power move and lupe you know is an artist that has had a lot of commercial success before in his career like 2007 2008 he had Kick Push, which was a big song about skateboarding, is big like in the skateboarding community. Interesting. He had Superstar, which I'm sure you've heard before. If you are what you say you are, oh, what's the what's the really big one? What? The show goes on. That was. I think I've heard. You've definitely yeah. heard that because that was like walking around the gym music in middle school when they would put on the radio That's and that hilarious. would be the type of shit that was playing. And he blamed 
a lot of his problems yeah in his career on the label for forcing him to kind of make certain like things yeah poppy mainstream requirements i mean if if now just imagining the the song yeah. that i listened to imagining that person making that kind of music very interesting kind of throws me off this just shows that he wasn't just saying that like it's bold as hell to have a verse with 16 bars with only one line and he's like that's it that's the verse that's <laughs> that's what the fuck you're gonna get is he with the same label no he's been independent for a couple years so fuck that's what yeah I'm good for he's, him He's just able to do whatever the fuck Good. he wants. He's yeah, able to make this. That's what this weird, kind of artist needs too, though. Like I get some some creators need direction, and that's what the label will give them. But if you just have this kind of flow of consciousness and these ideas, use the medium to express that. Then, if you're if you're I don't know, this is just a smart person. This is really intelligent Absolutely. music because it's making a statement and it's aware of what it is. And it still works as, like, a musical piece. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like the beat. This whole, Me too. The whole album. It's got produced. a dreamy sort of... Yeah, the whole thing is very jazzy. The whole album actually is produced by uh, this guy named Soundtrack. And he's, like, a guy who's done a lot of production in Lupe's career since like, I like the beginning. The, I, I like when people stick with... Their guys. Yeah. Yeah partially responsible for your style because it's True. almost like a band if you think about it, it it absolutely is like you get honestly and that's also where i get to like some people have an issue with artists having writers <laughs> i have no issue with that if it's a team effort it's a team effort and that's okay it's still a good product like if you look at a band you're like well so which this member of the band wrote this song so it's actually their song so so still the, the band, band still did it they're the ones that you have to credit the performance to. Like, there's something about just whose voice it is and who is giving you the perspective. I think it's cultural to some degree because yeah. people were cool with it when, you know, it was John Lennon doing all the shit for the Beatles. Yeah. But then it became a problem when it was rap music doing it for whatever stupid reason. So. Definitely. It's so weird to try to make that an issue even. But there, there is just a certain thing about, like, some music snobs really have this... And not, like, snobs, like, they're people with good taste, but usually it's the, the masses who are like, I'm the most opinionated in the room. Uh-huh. Their opinion is always, like, this isn't real art, this isn't real music, they're fake, they're yeah. posers for doing it this way. It's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. It's bullshit standards. You weren't in the fucking room. You don't know what it's like fucking writing this shit. They could definitely be all working together on that. Because they probably are. Like, just because someone's the one to write it on paper doesn't mean they were the one to form the idea, even. Do you think ghostwriters and, like, other people who write for somebody, there has to be some at component where it's like any good writer. You have to be able to almost imagine mm -hmm. and make believe it for yourself uh -huh. to get the right perspective. So do you think it's either that that you have to be tight with your writer or do you think your writer just has to be good at putting them in themselves in your shoes? I think that personal connection can be important. I see that but, way more. But I think that uh, a lot of times it is just people writing for somebody else. Like Kendrick's written for like a bunch Dr. of people. Dre 
And in a situation like that, Kendrick's not writing like Kendrick bars yeah. for Dr. Dre. You know what He's I'm saying? He's writing Dre bars. Like, because you kind of have to. Same thing with like Drake got in trouble in like 2015 for Quentin Miller uh, ghostwriting a lot of his stuff. Uh. And he was just kind of saying, like, I made him successful as much as he made me successful because he had no commercial success on his own. It's not like he was Drake. He was helping Drake. Yeah. But on his own, he was never successful in anything. And that's okay. Like, as long as he's able to help a buddy out, you know, like, that seems fair. If he has an issue with it, then he is the one that has an issue with it and shouldn't be anybody else. Yeah. Because I honestly would imagine that having a ghostwriter has to be a really personal thing, you know? Like, as a creator, you have to determine if you're comfortable giving that amount of control to somebody. You want to end the show on Obi-Wan? So, we have both finished Obi-Wan at this point. Yeah, I finished it yesterday. That six-part, what did you think of it? What do you think about how it ended? It was insane. It was absolutely insane. There is a point where it's like, yes, it's really suspenseful, and you're like, oh, no. But also, you know that they're going to survive because they're in the future. Like, yeah, I think... In, in the other movies, they're in the future. So they, yeah. they are fine in the end. But it's also like, god damn, Vader is yeah wrecking his shit. So I will say, it's definitely not my favorite episode of the show. True. I think they could have ended it better. Because I think some of it was filler, to be honest. But I think I feel some like there of the shit been... that we saw was fucking sick. I yeah. thought that the last Obi-Wan... Oh, that was a great Darth last stand. battle was very necessary yeah. for them to do that, have a real fight between them. Yeah. And because the fight before, Vader just fucked Obi-Wan shit up. Like, absolutely It wasn't like a real did. fight. It wasn't like... It was one-sided. It was very one-sided. But I thought... You hit the nail on the head. Like, the stakes were very, almost non-existent because it was exciting, sure. But you know that Obi-Wan's not dead, so when he's under all the rocks, you're not scared for his life. And when Obi-Wan gets up and he's going ham on Darth Vader, it's the same thing. And I thought that it was kind of... It obviously wasn't stupid that Obi-Wan like couldn't kill Darth Vader because he is in later movies but if that's really like what happened like Obi-Wan is not letting Darth Vader get away Mm. like he Mm -mm. I was watching a video and they were sort of giving a synopsis and analysis or whatever of the last episode and they were talking about how like it makes sense for Vader to leave Obi-Wan underneath all the rubble like to bury him alive that makes sense that makes perfect sense because it's cold as fuck Obi-Wan not killing Darth um, Vader is questionable, though. I get that, That's but I also don't think that, like, in in his heart, when he has that conversation with Vader about, like, Anakin, and, and him being like, well, then my friend is dead. And if yeah. Anakin's already dead, then he has no responsibility to kill him. He's already put Vader in his place. He's already saved everybody. That's a he has out. no obligation to kill Vader. He, he had to deal with Anakin. But Anakin isn't there anymore, you know? I think almost the opposite because they say that, but really I think the reason why Obi-Wan didn't kill him was because he did still see Anakin in there. And, and really showed mercy. Really, Obi-Wan should I mean, have a, killed. A Jedi Darth should Vader, choose mercy though. But it's merciful for the galaxy to fucking 
kill Darth Vader. It's 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 almost Darth like Vader it's created, almost like politics, Darth man. Darth Vader it's, created the Death there, Star. There are certain man. points where it's like we could just kill this one guy and things would be a whole lot better. But someone would step in their place. I don't think someone would have stepped into Darth Vader's uh, place. Though. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. They um they do have other people that like are dark side users. They're just kind of out and about in the galaxy at that point in time. Yeah. And so like for me, it's not even about that. I definitely think that the you, there might be something about him just being like I I'm choosing mercy. I guess. But it I also get what you're saying where it's like if he's done gone through all this and he just was like I have to when he's going to fight Vader, he's like got this I have to finish this mentality. Yeah. And if he's just leaving him alive then he hasn't really finished it. I get that. I thought that the third sister her whole story arc I like shitty. I kind of liked it. I think that the ending, that last episode where she's just chasing Luke around with a lightsaber. Yeah. Again, same thing. Kind of silly. Luke is alive. There are no stakes because Luke is alive and he's in an entire trilogy. Or <laughs> he's in two trilogies after yeah. this, bro. We know Luke's fucking alive. So Hello all this shit had no stakes and that was stupid. That was completely. I stupid. honestly wish if I, they were going to have uh, a Sith interaction with young Luke. I wish it had been more substantial. I wish that he. I honestly yeah. wish that he had like lines and shit in the series because I feel like he didn't have any. any fucking lines. Yeah, and so it would have been interesting to see like oh from a young age like if they had made him fearless and if he was trying to fight back against her, I would have been like oh that's badass. It shows that he's yeah. already got this fighter spirit. And, like, is already sort of the Luke that we know. So are they five they, they or didn't, ten? He's supposed to be, like, five. Okay. They didn't characterize him at all. He's just, like, some random fucking kid, basically. It makes me feel... And you just so happen to know that he's Luke Skywalker. Does it bother you the plot hole that uh, Leia doesn't, like, know Obi-Wan in the future? Because she acts like she doesn't know she Obi-Wan doesn't meet him. in the future. She doesn't even meet him. Yes, she does. On the Death Star, yes, yeah, she does. In 4. Does she? Yeah. I thought he died before. Nah. She could I need to go back and watch this. Hi, guys. This is Louie from the editor's room. We're all working tireless hours to make sure this episode comes out on time. But I just wanted to make a little correction for myself. So, Obi-Wan does not ever meet Princess Leia in A New Hope because he is murked before he ever gets the chance to. But what I was actually referring to was in in the message that Princess Leia sends trying to get it to Obi-Wan, he talks to him as if he's a stranger. She addresses him like, I know that you fought with my father during the Clone Wars, kind of, you know implying that she didn't know him like that but like i said that plot detail didn't even bother me that much so i just wanted to give a correction all right bye but i'm not as mad at it if they're supposed to be five because there's a lot of shit that happened when i was five that i probably don't don't remember remember motherfucking people from when i was five I could have had a whole Obi-Wan uh, plot line myself, and I might not even remember it. True. I remember I shit my pants when I was five <laughs> years old. I don't remember much else. Luby's one core memory from being five. 
That's like my main core memory. That like <laughs> dictates my personality. Defines who I am, if I'm being honest. But no, the whole series as a whole was definitely still worth it because you do get closure with uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin because Obi-Wan really like has to come to terms with like himself. Mm-hmm. And he understands that like he it's didn't cool that make he gets that stronger as it goes on too, because he sort of tried to sever his connection to the Force initially, uh-huh. and then over time he's become more attuned with it throughout the series. And it is cool because like Vader even mentions it where he's like, "Oh, you've gotten stronger since I last had a deal with you." Yeah. Because one of the things is seeing Vader use the Force on Obi Wan scary as fuck. Yeah. The way he's ragdolling him, scary, intimidating, monstrous. Yeah. But apparently there is some force technique why you generally don't see force users use the force physically on another force user. And instead they'll be like throwing objects at each other like they were in their last fight instead of using the force on each other. Is because there is a force technique that they learn that is like a passive defensive force technique that makes it to where the force can't be used on them. It's like a little shield that they'll have. Is that kind of like what Yoda did in Revenge of the Sith where he takes the force lightning and sends it back? Is it the time? That's actually a special technique of like, so in the force there's also like energy absorption and some people are really talented with it, apparently. And they can just take somebody else using the force, take the energy from that and use it to like make their own force attack more powerful. Could and it, then that is a specific a technique why? to just be absorbing the force lightning or could, to reflect it back. Couldn't that be a thing? Like, couldn't it be like... It is. A, it has to be like a similar idea, like concept-wise, uh, yeah. to say I'm using the force in a, in a very defensive way. Because that is not usually something you see. Usually the force is, oh, there's this object in my way, or I'm going to throw this at somebody, or I'm going to push somebody. But it's never like... I'm going to... Uh, yeah, you'll see them, like, stop blaster bullets every so often. Or, like, um, or like stop an object being thrown at them or about to fall on them. Uh-huh. But it is really different to say, I'm not actively using the Force. I am just yeah. redirecting the Force. It, there, it's so interesting because when you look at, like, the comics, or, like, uh, some people love the Force Unleashed games. I do. Starkiller so powerful Uh so much more powerful than anything you see in the movies and it was great to see vader be kind of powerful like that to really see the force in like all its glory in a movie for once and i hope that they kind of continue to do that in the future like i want a vader storyline and i want them to have him using the force like all the fucking time they could have a whole like darth vader show but i I would would love that i would definitely want uh the original voice actor i didn't think it was that bad when they had him at the end, I kind of, I kind of liked it. Well, at the end, he had like his I, mask. No, I mean, I mean when he's um, yeah, that was great. I loved that. That yeah, the that way that his voice was distorted between Vader and Anakin, amazing, it was it was amazing. Um, from just like it's such a creative perspective and take on it. A great way to do it. Yeah, but no, I didn't think that the like sort of robot-y voice that they did to make the Vader voice throughout the last episode was that bad. I definitely heard some points where I was like... It wasn't great, though. Like, can you imagine how chillin' it would be if it was, if it was like, Jones. the actual... Yeah. Because, I mean, that's why 
Darth Vader so menacing in the original ones because just the way yeah, he his talks, voice has like ambiance to it. And they still tried to do that, but it just doesn't work as well in this just because... I'm, I liked the series overall, though. I did, too. I thought that they had a good ending with Leia. I thought that heartfelt ending was yeah, really sweet. It was good. I, I liked thought, seeing Qui-Gon Jinn. That was cool. I thought that they could have done more closure with like uh, some of the his like Obi-Wan's crewmates that he'd met, like Ice Cube's son... And people yeah. like that. I thought they probably could have had more closure than all of the fucking screen time they, they could to do. Third a, sister. Do like an early storyline of the Rebel Alliance and have some of those characters. Like they could totally. There's so much time to fill, you know. Yeah. That they really could, if they wanted to, follow some of these characters and do like a little series with it. And it, even though it could be like. Some people probably take that as, oh, we're trying to just do a cash grab on some characters that we just introduced out of nowhere. But also, it it'd could be kind of cool. It could be cool to see like the beginning of the Rebel Alliance because that is the beginning of the Rebel Alliance. It could occupy a space, kind of like Marvel has, where they're just doing shit because they know that yeah, the little Marvel stories fanboys are going to uh, click immediately. Yeah, and I hope it doesn't become that. But all of the series so far haven't been that. I want them to introduce the Legends characters that aren't in the main series. That would be dope. I would love to see Starkiller in some series. Because Starkiller is supposed to be alive during the time period of the Obi-Wan series. Like, this, in if you look at the timeline, it would be right after uh, Starkiller like, has escaped. What would you rate uh, the Mandalorian out of 10? Just as a baseline before we first rate. season, both together, nine. Yeah, I'd the probably... first season was like a ten for me. the the second season was more of a nine, so it's kind of that's interesting because I liked the second. Season I liked the more second than the season, first. but I I really fucked the first season. It just so, has I like that there's kind of western vibes and shit. I fuck with space western. Yeah, I'd probably give the Mandalorian like a nine. If that was a nine, I'd probably say Obi Wan was like. Seven or eight. Yeah, I'd say an eight. You've watched? Have you, have you not watched Book of Boba Fett yet? Not yet. You should watch that. Like mm-hmm. starting now. I'm definitely. I swear, that. it was so good. I love that character. Anyway, as good as the Mandalorian. Better. 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 Damn. You do have to have seen the Mandalorian to get like some of the characters and shit. Right. Of course. But I love seeing Tatooine. I love the atmosphere of Tatooine, and I I love how he's like. They really develop this character a lot. They have some flashbacks uh-huh. and shit for the first few episodes, and it really develops the character a lot. And they do a good balance of, like, when they're doing the flashback versus when he's in the modern day, like, starting off as a... Basically, he's, like, a mafia boss. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week, where hopefully we won't piss as many people off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye!